Honey Hush is a podcast by a Southern businesswoman who knows a thing or two about using honey to attract the bees. Every week, Elizabeth will discuss up-and-coming and established leaders alike how to win influence with one simple strategy, kindness. Whether you're a successful entrepreneur or still in the dream phase, Honey Hush will teach you that the sweeter the honey, the more bees you'll attract. Community is always more fun than competition. Before we get started on today's episode, I wanted to bring your attention to something that maybe you know, maybe you don't know. I don't know. But as I'm sitting here, it is the month of October. And as well as things like breast cancer awareness being an emphasis in October, it's also ADHD and dyslexia awareness in the month of October. And the part that you probably do know is the fact that I wrote a book called Learning Differently, A Mom's View of Raising Children with Dyslexia and ADHD. I wrote a book about that. Um, It's just my view. It's not necessarily my children's story. They don't have a lot of input in the book, but it's my view of raising my two oldest children and trying to navigate the waters of getting diagnosis, getting treatment, advocacy, remediation, you know, accommodations, all the things. And so I just thought it was very important to bring that to everyone's attention today that if you know somebody that, you know, is ADHD or has dyslexia or, you know, another parent raising a child that is, man, give them a hug, encourage them, tell them what their strengths and their gifts are. The world is telling them everything that's wrong, that doesn't work, of how the world is not in their favor. And guys, I'm just here to tell you, ADHD and dyslexia, there are so many gifts inside of that, but you got to be looking for it. You will find whatever you are looking for. So if all you're doing is looking for the lack of attention or the impulsivity or the the poor grades or the, the missed AR goal, you'll find that every time. But if you're also looking for the ambidexter, ambidextrous part of the of the dyslexia brain, or you're looking for the creativity or the deep thinking and the and the discerning and the quick friends and the energy, like you'll find the positive things too. So if you know someone that could use encouragement, either the person or the parent that's raising a child who learns differently, it doesn't have to be ADHD and dyslexia. That's just my story. Any sort of learning difference isn't always easy. And those parents and those people, like they need encouragement. So I encourage you to press pause right here for just a minute. Go to wherever you purchase books online or, you know, make a trip to your local bookstore. I'm all about that as well. And please go purchase my book, Learning Differently, A Mom's View of Raising Children with Dyslexia and ADHD, just to bring some hope and some encouragement into sometimes a not-so-fun seen part of life. So let's get on to the rest of the show, but I really had to bring that to your attention so that we could all be a part of the solution. Hey guys, so I'm sitting here with who happens to be my neighbor. Okay, she's not always been my neighbor. It just has worked out. Praise God. I've got this fabulous neighbor. Um, but it's a longtime friend that we've known each other since my college days. And um, she was a newlywed I was doing some youth group work at her church, and then it just worked out to eventually, uh, she moved to Starville. Our oldest boys are the same age. That works out really good. They're friends too. Um, But what's really fun and why I've got this friend with me today on Honey Hush is because we're both entrepreneurs, and a lot of people that listen to this podcast are entrepreneurs. Not everybody, because as you know, this podcast is really just to encourage Southern women business leaders and just to remind that kindness is always the best approach, that community over competition. And so 
Um, my friend, Rebecca Cracker, is here, and we have these conversations all the time as we walk around the neighborhood, because again, you know, we're neighbors, and our boys do life together, and we're in small group and stuff together, but we have a lot of these really important conversations on the asphalt out here in our, in our neighborhood that really need to be transferred here in a very vulnerable space, and our idea of sharing today in kindness and community is, we were kind of talking about how there is no recipe book for success she's an enneagram seven with an eight wing i'm an enneagram eight with a seven wing so you may see some parallels where our sevens cross over but i'm just gonna let my friend rebecca tab cracker explain to you who she is and then we're gonna have some conversations that honestly there's one conversation that we have been meaning to have for probably what three weeks now (laughs) it's been a while but we haven't had it and i was like hold up let's have it where we're recording it so that people can in real life see how two people in similar business fields or some of the things that we do similar. She's got some social media stuff. She's with Arbonne. I'm with Arbonne. You know, there's things that cross over and then there's things that don't. But what do conversations look like with other Southern women entrepreneurs doing life, raising kids, trying to get a business going? And so Rebecca, introduce yourself. Like, what is it that you do? <laughs> Why do you do? Like, who are you, girl? Okay, so... Hey, y'all. Um, so I am Rebecca Cracker, and I love being Elizabeth's neighbor. I have really enjoyed our kids and our families getting to do community with each other. And a lot of times on our walks, of course, we're out because we need exercise and we need <laughs> vitamin D. But we really need that time to talk about our lives. And it's fun to get with your girlfriends and go to dinner, go to lunch, or go have a cocktail. And you talk about things, but you don't get really deep into your why. So um, I never thought growing up that I would be an entrepreneur. I did not really have a business background. But you went to college. Yeah, my degree is in education. Mm -hmm. I taught third grade for two years. It was two years too many. Um, I got out of there because I wanted to start a family and I knew that family was most important to me. And luckily I was able to do that. Um, so I started my clothing store, our tabbing company over 15 years ago. Um, well, I guess probably 17 years ago, I had it for 15 years, two locations. Um, and really after having two children, two little boys, my clothing store was my little girl. Mm -hmm. It was the place I could go to be creative and really be social outside of my children. And so I loved my clothing store. It gave me flexibility to be a single mom at the time. It gave me the socialization of being part of a small downtown college community where I could be on a main street board and go to business after hours, and really network with people outside of being a mom of two young children. Um, So that so much served a purpose for me at the time I had in my life of needing a flexible job, but also needing to be my own boss. So you know, there's there's my clothing store, our tabbing company. Okay, so skip to two years ago. Right at the end of having my clothing store, I did not know, you know, really what God had in hand for me, what God was like opening doors for. So because of COVID, really, you really, had to rethink yes. everything. So and we went from brick and mortar to mm-hmm, what you gonna do online. So prior to COVID, I was hired by a social media company where I ran um, social media businesses for um, 
a company that really advertised to the parents of college students in college towns like where to get your teeth cleaned, where to get your hair cut, what hotel to stay at. And so that just really pulled me out of my store um, so I could say, okay, well, I have my clothing store. But, but it was also, because of your store. They saw how successful yes. you were doing that. They wanted you to do the same thing for them. It all started through me wanting to advertise my store to these parents mm-hmm. to, hey, would you like a job working for us also? Yeah, so hire a college girl to run the store. You yes. go work for the company. And I remember um, my husband and I had just gotten married right before this. And and they said, do you need to go home and talk to your husband? I was like, oh, no, he'll be so excited to have another job. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, we've got six kids together, so multiple jobs runs deep with both of us. Um, and we didn't really know that at the beginning of our relationship, how this would all work out. So I had my clothing store. I was running social media for two different colleges. Um, and so at some point I was like, you know, I'm working so much, but I could do so much of this from home and be more present in my marriage and as a mom and as a bonus mom and be present in my community outside of work. Mm -hmm. And so I really thought, okay, let me talk about this. Let me pray through this. Let me figure out what God wants me to do. So, um, really it was, it was kind of a financial decision and a home-based decision that I would close my clothing store. Everything would go online. I would keep doing the social media job and then COVID hit. And I think a lot of people that struggled during COVID because of work stuff, this was such a time for me to reflect on this is really what God wanted me to do three months early. I thought I was going to close my clothing store in June and I got to close it in April mm-hmm. and we didn't miss a beat at our house. You know, mm-hmm. there wasn't a time that we thought, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? It was that I kept working. My husband kept working. It just looked Life went on. It just looked different, but it didn't even feel odd, mm-hmm. you know, I guess. And it was odd to everybody, mm-hmm. but, um, okay. So then jumping forward, I have been, an Arbonne consultant for, I think, seven years now, maybe going on eight, seven years. And I enjoyed the products. I believe in health and wellness. I believe in putting healthy things in your body and on your body and for your family. And you put it in the store. People could buy I, it at the I store. Could, I put it in my store. Yeah. Um, and so that has always been like, oh, I had the store. And then I had this side gig mm-hmm. of Arbonne. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's kind of, I went from... The store, the social media, Arbonne, then the store closes, then I actually get out of the social media job, just was not where my heart was, and Arbonne still keeps going. Um, Then I do start doing um, some social media stuff for other businesses through a local TV station for holiday shopping, which really got me, I thought I was going to retire I guess when I closed Mm -hmm. my clothing store Mm -hmm. I really felt like okay I'm just taking it to the house yeah well I don't know if you can be an Enneagram 7 and be so (laughs) social (laughs) I don't know if you can retire right right as an Enneagram 7 I don't know um I really found myself missing community Mm -hmm. and missing socializing and missing using my like creative mind I mean I'm not saying that you can't work from home and not be creative. You can, but I needed people. Mm-hmm. I did not realize, you know yes, that I needed people. And so, um, 
I guess during all of that, I have always thought about real estate. My mom is a realtor on the coast. My husband is very much in his family in the real estate world and start building houses. Yes, we. And so prior to us getting married, I would buy houses. I would remodel. I would sell. That was a way. Yeah, that was a way. Quick revenue for for me as a single mom to be able to buy a house and remodel it and sell it. And you were good at it too. Have that stream of income. But I would tell my kids, you know, I was like, this is our vacation money. This is our go out to eat money. You know, Mm -hmm. I never wanted them to feel anything less than well taken care of, but they have never understood all the different jobs that that I've had. Right. Um, and streams of income. So I feel like I'm jumping around. Okay. You're not like I'm following. Are you following? I'm following. following? I hope y'all listeners are following. Y'all who know me know I'm just a mess. No, but I love on y'all. So, um, I have thought about real estate for so long and things that I have done, either helping people decorate their house or selling and buying my own houses um, or just talking people through the process. You and your husband have built houses together. Yes. And so we have built houses. And so it really was one of the easiest decisions. I always said it, you know, I'm in my 40s now. I always said, okay, I will never have a job that I have to go back to school or take a test for. I've said that for so long. <laughs> and working for yourself, you don't want to have to do that. But um, I really loved studying for the real estate yeah, exam. You like I you. felt like I was educating myself and I was just going to be great. Well, I remember even when you were taking it, you're like, if I don't do anything else, but just help Slade. You're like, yes. this will help him understand the background. Because even if I don't pass, and because you actually, because you're doing it so fast. Yes. That I went like lightning. the fast version. Yes. yes. I felt like every day I was studying, but I was like, I have got to pass this test. I cannot, failure is not an option. To me, <laughs> failure is right. never an option. Right. Um, so I did get my real estate license. I'd thought about this for years and really in the past, it wasn't the right timing, but I can honestly say that now is, and even when, you know, everybody talks craziness about real estate right now, it doesn't phase me at all. Right. I'm not worried about it. One, I know God has my back. Two, I know people, Right. you know, and you're having a good time and I'm having a good time. And, um, like we were talking about earlier, like whenever, you do what you love, you'll figure out how to make money doing that. Like mm-hmm. the job that you get to go to, whether you're an entrepreneur or you work for somebody else or you're or you're an employee for another entrepreneur, whatever. If you love what you do, it's not work. And it's you'll not. figure out how to be profitable right. at it. Right. And so, yeah, and in real estate, just like a lot of other entrepreneurial things, it's sort of feast or famine. Like mm-hmm. there's times where I have four speaking gigs in a month and then I have none the next month. You have to be wise with your money flow and you have to be wise with your thought process and constantly have all those little tiny embers burning because you never know which one's going to take off. Exactly. And it takes time to learn that. It's Mm -hmm. a discipline. Mm -hmm. But if you're having a good time at it, that's a payoff in and of itself. Yes. And I think, you know, even my children ask me this. My friends ask me this. Everybody's like, how many jobs do you have? And I really want to say I don't work, you know, because my jobs make me happy Mm -hmm. but it's almost like okay turn it another way how many streams of income do you have that's a better question so lots of people want to put it that way and I know it's just out of curiosity but I always I'm like don't put me in a box Mm -hmm. you know I can do whatever I want to do like and I do really stand by the idea of 
you can do anything and everything you put your mind to. Mm -hmm. You have to know your why. Mm -hmm. And so first, my why is most people have jobs because of financial stability. And I 100% am a much happier person. (laughs) Yes, when there's money in the bank. When there is financial stability (laughs) in my life, it makes me just Whatever that looks like for whoever. Yes. I can pay my bills. Yes. There's more money at the end of the month than Mm -hmm. there is month at the end of the money. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so one, of course, is financial stability. But on the turn, it is so that I can use my gifts of serving with my financial stability for others. I am all about, I mean, I like taking my friends out to lunch. I like making sure that I'm tithing. I like to make sure that if someone is having a hard time, if they have a house fire or they are going through cancer treatments, when there is a fundraiser, I am 100% going to give. And so I really think my why for being an entrepreneur and having different streams of income (laughs) or, you know, carrying a bunch of different titles. Okay. I am a wife. I'm a mother. I'm a real estate agent. I'm an Arbonne consultant. I am a savvy brand partner. I am, what else do I do, Elizabeth? I ran social media for businesses. I don't know. I meal prep with friends. Exactly. You know, that all to me says to my friends, my family, my church, my community, my clients, I love you. Oh, Like, yeah. I do these things because I love you. Does well, that make sense? It makes Is a lot of silly? sense. And one day at meal prep, you were even saying, and I kind of wrote down something that I was thinking about, that, so when you, when you, if you go to, like, a social thing and people say, what do you do? They're basically saying, what job do you right. have? Right. I was like, who are you? Who are you? What do you do? Right. And... As you're talking and from meal prep the other day, like, I think a good answer for you is that I serve people. Yeah. But, like, how does that translate to income as a job? Like, okay, so for me, I finally had to say, you know, how many jobs do I have? I have one job. I'm a consultant. Yes. What am I consulting you on might change. But the umbrella is EBC Consulting. I'm a consultant. Mm -hmm. Whereas you can't really say, well, I'm a service company. Yeah. How can I serve you? How can I serve you? (laughs) But if you look at it like, do you want me to serve you by means of finding you a house? Mm -hmm. Do you want me to serve you by means of helping you with your health and wellness? Do you want me to serve you by just being the friend that literally you can call me in the middle of the night and cry to? Like, and that's at the meal prep that day. You were like, I really feel like I have found my purpose in serving and loving others well. And most often for you, it's hospitality. It has something that revolves around hospitality. And selling homes is selling hospitality. Yeah. It really fits. It fits. Mm-hmm. And for all of us, like when we, you know, at 18 years old, okay, I'm going to go to college to be whatever I want to be for the rest of my life. You know, I'm going to grow up and I'm going to choose this thing. None of us know what that looks like on the fourth, fifth year end of that. So you come out of it at 22, 23, you're going to go be this thing for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. I have a degree in nutrition. You've got a degree in education. Neither of us <laughs> use it. <laughs> and that's okay. Right. That's okay. And I guess that's what I want to hear. Every, I want everyone who's listening to hear us say there is no box. Mm-hmm. There is no one way. There is no right way. There's probably a lot of wrong ways, but you got to do a bunch of wrong to find the right. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many misfortunes and how many mistakes are behind the things that have turned out right? I mean, how many flip right. houses did not make a profit? Right. How many, you know, Arbonne parties did you have that nobody bought anything? How many people did you launch that never turn into business leaders? How many, you know, showings do you have and nobody buys a house? There's a ton of mistakes and wrong decisions that lead to finding the right decision. 
And I just, I, I love how you found in yours, like it's the service though that fuels mm-hmm. you. It's not the closed deal. It's not the paycheck. Yes, that matters. You know, nobody can do junk for free. Right. But it's the serving others that yeah. fuels you. Yeah. I just love people. And I really kind of, it didn't really hit me until a couple months ago when I really was trying to figure out what am I doing and why am I doing it and who am I doing it for yeah. and what do I want the outcome to be? And people have to ask themselves that. Yeah. I mean, in every, what am I doing? What am I doing it for? Who am mm-hmm. I doing it for? And what can the outcome be? Right. And I just yeah. wanted to make sure that the things I'm doing are not self-seeking, oh, are not self-serving, you know, like I don't make a a social media post to be like, oh, look at me, look what I've done. Almost everything you see is going to be about How somebody else. You? Somebody else buying a house. Somebody else on their health journey. Yeah. Somebody else, you know, finding their way in life. You know. Yeah. So. Well, as we're talking, like I can, it's it's, it's almost like an evolution of self. Mm-hmm. You know. So 18 years old, go to college. You know, got married had some children, moved, started. It's, it's an evolution instead of figuring out. Until you're dead, you're still in that evolution. You're right. still in that figuring out. I mean, yeah, sure, I'd love to think, oh, you're going to be a realtor until you're 85 years old. Probably not. Let's just be <laughs> honest. You know, I mean, like, that's the thing about anybody that's got any sort of seven. I've got a seven wing. You are seven. Like, we're just energetic, and we get bored easy. And 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 sometimes, for me, what, why I've stayed in a lot of the things that I've done is that the job in and of itself evolves. So as real estate evolves, you may right. not get bored, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but then there's also been like a growth of you figuring out and asking yourself those questions: Why am I doing it? Who am I doing it for? And oh, this may not be right. Mm-hmm. This why may not be a good why. It may be self-seeking. So it's like growing into not just figuring out who you are, but like who do you want to be known for? Like when when all this is done and said, and people go, now what was Rebecca doing all that for? Right. You don't want it to be, oh, because she was trying to get rich. Because she was trying to get off on this, you know, on somebody else's back and make something of herself. Like, you want it to be, on your deathbed, she served others well by means of all these things that we thought were, what were all those jobs. Right, yeah. Because what's the other question people always ask you? Like, how do you know all these people? Oh, yeah, I get all the time. How do you know these people? Or you have such an eclectic group of friends, you know? Because you serve all these different kinds of people. Yeah. You don't have a storefront with a door that people don't come in and out of without getting to know those people. mm -hmm. Sure, there are some people that don't, and they just take the money and say, thanks for buying my shirt. Bye. But you wanted to know the people. Yeah. And I do think that was a big um, kind of valley in my life after closing my storefront was that I missed the connection of my customers. I knew when they were getting married. I knew when one of their parents, you know, passed away. I knew when they were going to a baby shower. Like, I could be so invested in what they came in and told me. And so, it was like, well, whatever happened to those people? You know? But those are the same ones coming to your house to do meal prep. And those are exactly the same people that are calling me and saying, hey, I have a kid that goes to state now. Can you buy, can you help us, you know, with the buy buying house. process? Yeah, but it's because you cared about right. something else in the first phase of growth. Yes. So that when you grow into this other thing, that mm-hmm. same community's there now doing business with yeah. you in this new thing. And I will say, like, 
I do think one of my strengths is loving on people so much. I've also been told it's one of my weaknesses. Sure. You know, you love so much that you overlook things. Mm -hmm. But I don't care if it's a weakness. I'm okay with that. You can't make a mistake in love. I want to love everybody as they are, who they are, how they come, and and then serve them in what they need, Mm -hmm. how they need to be served, Mm -hmm. what they are looking for. In whatever aspect. So that kind of makes me then go to the conversation we haven't had. It's about the savvy. Is yes. it lounge? What is it called? It's Leisure called, wear? It, oh S-A-V-V-I, S-A-V-V-I. S-A-V-V-I. Savvy. And it is like workout wear, athleisure wear. But it's also like you wear it to some of your showings. I got things. into it, yes. Um, I had somebody reach out to me actually through Instagram who had seen some of my reels of meal prep. Uh-huh. And she lives up north I mean states and states away so she said oh my gosh this looks so cool and then liked my post and of course you know I'm real chatty I want to know who's looking at my stuff because I want to know what they do Uh you know how how can I serve them (laughs) yes hey you like my you like my lasagna well how can I help you I like your leggings yeah I like your leggings I mean that is kind of really how it went right and so um, and I ask, people ask me all the time, like, are you out of the clothing business? And so for for a hot minute, I said yes. Yeah. You know, I'm From focusing. From the traditional market. Right. Purchase I'm stuff. focusing on real estate. And so now I'm like, okay, well, I'm out of the storefront clothing business. But now um, with Savvy and when I really started looking at it, and I, I mean, I looked deep into it for a good two weeks, which for me is a long time. <laughs> two weeks is like overkill. Um, but I wanted to look at the brand. I wanted to look at the quality. Does it I wanted you? to look at the structure of the business. Because you understand MLMs. You understand network marketing from Arbonne. Yes. So, you know, it comes with all these right. side bells and whistles that you just got to pay attention to. Right. So, I wanted to see who else was doing this. If these were going to be my leaders, was I going to be able to follow their footsteps you know was I going to be able to respect this company and this brand and so I am so new to Savvy um but I was really impressed by what I call their professional line so they have you know clothes for all ages all size all body shapes but so that's what I'm seeing you wear is the professional line. you're seeing the professional line which all kind of goes in together I might have on a cardigan over a nice dress and pumps but you can wear that cardigan over your workout shirt and your leggings Mm -hmm. you know it's kind of a go everywhere active wear look so um yeah that is but that that wasn't birthed from like you were bored no so what was it birthed from like why why would you add some because you're very successful real estate that's the thing that we're not really talking about is that this was not just let me see how this goes like this was out the gate gangbusters okay. it just happened to, and it's i mean starville is a hot spot for real estate but it doesn't take anybody to have any sort of level of intelligence to know that real estate is weird everywhere mm-hmm. right now because of interest rates and stuff but you are doing fine <laughs> i'm doing i'm doing fine right yes. so um you didn't need to add another no. revenue so what why did you do savvy i think um when i looked at my umbrella okay so my instagram is rebecca k at home so i kind of joke and be like if you can do it at home i'll do it you know yeah okay and then i realized okay i don't really want to do everything from home i want to get out in the public um so one i do like clothes i've always loved clothes so if something can go back into is it going to serve me i everybody has to get dressed every day Mm-hmm. I mean, whether you stay home or you leave the house, you're going to wake up and <laughs> put on be something. Naked. <laughs> yeah, you have to get dressed. 
so you can wake up and put on athleisure wear or a comfy t-shirt and shorts, or you can put on a dress and a cardigan and go out to work. So to me, it just fell under the umbrella of the things that I already enjoy. I enjoy, I enjoy looking nice. Mm -hmm. I do. I love clothes, you know, but I'd also don't want clothes to own me. Right. I don't want to walk into my closet and feel like I have all this money invested in my closet. I want to feel like I walk into my closet and I can pick something out and it can serve me for the day to serve others. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just a super basic, easy, streamlined look. Yeah. Um, it's great quality. It's at a great price point. Um, for me, this business was no overhead. And right. so having a You're talking about your outfits brick and, and mortar. Or... Yeah, it's called wear and share. Yes. You know, and, share. and right. don't we all daily get compliments on, oh, I love your hair. And, and you tell somebody where you get your hair done. Or, oh my gosh, I love that lipstick. And you tell them exactly how they can order it through <laughs> right. you. Right. Yeah. Or like, I saw your social media and you're a realtor. Oh, I have a child coming to college, or I've really thought about downsizing or upgrading or, you know, and so I think we're just walking billboards. If we choose to be. For the things we love. And it can point to us if we want it to. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think a lot of people are missing out on thinking that the market maybe is oversaturated. Yeah. Or they think, oh, my friend does that. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, just, I mean, how many realtors are in this town? Right. How many Arbon consultants are there in this town? How many online boutiques are there in this town? Um, there are other people that sell athleisure wear in this town. Yeah. So the fact that there is enough real estate, I don't mean to use that as like a real estate, but but there's enough market out there Mm -hmm. for everybody to do what they do well, because nobody's going to do it like you. Mm -hmm. I could sell, I mean, I, obviously you're my Arbonne (laughs) leader consultant, you know, I'm, I'm under you, but like, I don't do it like you and you don't do it like me. And we had the same friends. Right. There's enough friends and there's enough market out there that you could literally, going back to that recipe book idea, you could share with me, like, this is my recipe and this is literally how I sell Arbonne, savvy, real estate, whatever. And I'm never going to get the same result as you and you're never going to get the same result as me because I'm not you and you're not me. Mm -hmm. So there's no fear in, so what, you sell savvy and our friend sells um, Lulu and then this other friend sells, um, I don't know, some, you know, uh, I can't think of that other, there's. So many of them. Can't even think of the names of that other one. Another skincare. Another skincare. Or another skincare, health whatever. and wellness. Or, yeah. There's right. no fear in that. Right. Like, you just do your best with the thing that you love and you the wear and share. You be the personal billboard. Mm-hmm. And I think I've just never been afraid of, I'm not trying to start a new trend. I am not trying to jump on anybody else's bandwagon. You know, like, I believe that we can all be successful. There is no reason for competition. There's not. Like, there's no reason for jealousy. There is just no reason. And there's just no room for it. Like, it slows it slows you down. Yeah. Honestly, if I were to get aggravated at, let's just say, somebody that's not even on our Arbon team. Or somebody else that does social media. Or somebody that does Enneagram coaching. Anything yes. that I do. If I was to get aggravated at them, I'm spending precious energy that I could be investing in my business on jealousy. It slows me down. Mm-hmm. All the while, they're escalating because they ain't thinking about me. <laughs> you know, the best thing I could do is go to lunch with that girl and go, yes. hey, what's working for you? This right. is what's working for me. Because we're not stirring the batter, the recipe. We're not stirring it the same way. We could have the exact same recipe ingredients in there. But our technique is going to be different. We're going to get different results at different mm-hmm. times. And I think it does make me so sad when I see women be like, I can't believe she didn't sign up with me. I can't believe that she's doing the same thing as me. 
In fact, one of the things that I absolutely love and I laugh with one of my big customers, one of my big clients, is whenever I make like a really, um, really cool social media, not, not a slide deck, that's not what it's called, but like a big a campaign push. And then I see our competitor do something almost identical. Mm-hmm. Like I literally give myself a high five and right. I go, that must have worked. It got their attention. And copycat is the best form of flattery. Exactly. And I'm like, clearly they saw us get success. I hope it gives yeah. them success too because when they succeed, it challenges me to up my game. I get better because they got better. Mm-hmm. Healthy competition is not a bad thing. It's not. And I do think like there are some businesses I have started with little to no education mm-hmm. or um, like a mentor and it has been, you know, trial and error and and working it out and figuring out the kinks. And then there have been some things that I've done where I have stuck to the people who are already in the business and are doing it well. Mm-hmm. And you stick to those people. You stick to the people that you see are successful in the way you see success. Right. It does not have, everybody's success is not the same. Right. Everybody's not motivated by money. Right. And so to me, if I see someone that I respect in in any of the businesses that I'm doing, and I think they are respectful and they are kind and they are loving and giving, that's who I'm going to sit next to mm-hmm. at lunch. Yeah. That's who I'm going to go see your bank ledger. to a meeting with. Mm-hmm. You know, do I care what they make? I really don't. Right. I'm really not like, oh, you're the top whatever. No. Are you kind to people? Are you giving? You know, that's where I like to cling to. No, because honestly, that's how I ended up choosing, you know, the girl that you're with with Arbonne. Yes. Her name's Melanie. And that's what I was so attracted to. I did not know her level of success mm-hmm. until after the fact. Yeah. I just wanted to be next to her. She's just the sweetest. She's just the best. And so no doubt she's successful. Right. Because when you carry that sort of mentality into your businesses, Mm -hmm. you're going to win. Right. Now, I think there's something to be said for flashing the pans and there's something to be said. I'm down for longevity. I'm down for um, long-term income. I mean, sure. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't love to be handed 10,000 bucks? Exactly. Sure. I I want that long-term. I want that $10,000 to be there. 10 years from now. Yeah. You know, so, and like speaking on that, I don't want the things I do to be a fad. Right. I don't want it to be a trend. I don't want to do something that everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. I want to do something because I see it being long-term and stability. Yeah. And yeah, it might not mean that I didn't have a killer month, but in three years I might have you know, such great repeat clientele that I'm not out chasing the new person, the new job. Because let's just be honest, we're getting old. Yeah, the new friend. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we're getting yeah. old. we got, we got to be looking right. for some of that life. Right. I need some longevity <laughs> in my retirement. Right. But I do also believe the things that, that I've been able to set up career-wise and entrepreneur-wise and my why is that this is not, none of the things I do under my Rebecca K at Home umbrella are things that I want to retire from. Right. They're not things that I'm going to be like, I'm so old, I can't physically do that. I don't want to do. Or I'm so old, oh my gosh, I do not want to to do that. It's things that I enjoy on a personal level and can make an income off of them. I thought the other thing you said too, before we press record, when we were talking about our whys and like what we do and stuff. And you were talking about how personal it is. And you said, why I do what I do and how I do it really is nobody else's business. Mm -hmm. And you weren't saying it from a prideful place. No. You were just saying that like, you cannot let the wind dictate whether or not you are enjoying it. If this is success, 
Like you don't have to explain yourself. And I want everybody to hear that in like when you're trying to, you're trying, you're just trying to figure out what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm-hmm. I mean, aren't we all, I mean, I'm 44 and I'm like, yes. what do I want to be when I grow up? Right. We're all trying to figure that out and it's nobody else's business. No. And I feel like I grew up not, not when I was younger, but as a young adult, kind of really trying to find myself, my, yeah. find my way, you know, backtracking from bad mistakes and bad choices and really trying to get my life in order. And I remember a friend saying, what people think of you is none of your business, you know? And, and I, and I mean, they were saying it about them themselves. Mm -hmm. Like what someone thinks of me is none of my business because you think you know someone or you judge someone by your perception of Mm -hmm. them and it could be so false so why worry about that so I kind of always thought like I don't really care what people and when I say people I mean the general public you know I mean do I care what my friends think about me yes Mm -hmm. my family my church community of course I do because if they think something bad about me then I'm really going down (laughs) the wrong way and we need to like cut this (laughs) interview short (laughs) I'm gonna need some therapy but um I do think you know if you have a good heart and you care on others then the reason why you do that should not be someone else's issue Mm -hmm. you know or someone else's concern and I just want to say if I'm not harming you or offending you you know, if you're curious, I'm okay. Ask. Yeah, I ask. ask. I'm an open book. Because you got to realize, it probably does look funny. Right. From the outside in, it's like, it looks like, what does she do? What, I mean, real estate, yeah. savvy, Armand, meal prep. Yeah. You know, and that's where you kind of have to be honest with yourself and go, yeah, it yeah, probably does look a little funny. But you know what? Me, what do you care? Yeah, and to <laughs> me, I have to be real careful for someone who does have an 8 to 5, Monday through Friday. They love January that. to December they office job. Right. You know, I'm like... That That is not me, but I would never condone somebody or judge them because that's what makes them happy. That is their why. Yes. So I kind of, I guess, haven't realized there might be less people, maybe like me, maybe like you, who are a little bit out of the box, a little bit more creative for a normal level of... um, daily activity yeah um but I mean I do enjoy those days that I that I don't have to go into the office or that I don't have to go into a meeting or I don't have to be planning a party I do enjoy those you know because I do find peace and rest and leisure and relaxation like everybody else like everybody but your Saturday might be on a Tuesday exactly yeah so well tell me this okay so as we wrap this up how can our listeners find you? Like, where would you say, go here for all things Rebecca Cracker? Okay, so Instagram, it is Rebecca K at home. Um, also, I have a Facebook page, Rebecca K at home. And um, that is more an umbrella of, both of those pages are more an umbrella of all the things I do. You might see pictures of my family on fall break. You might see a fun um, Arbon protein shake me- recipe. You might see that I had a closing today. <laughs> um, you, or the next savvy thing. You they might got see me in a savvy outfit. You know, it's just the Maj Paj of all things Rebecca K at home. But if they do want some real estate help, where do they find you there? I mean, well, pretty much the same. Okay. It's all yeah. there. It's all there. Easy. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you for being honest and vulnerable yes. because, yeah, it is funny the the odd scrutiny that comes from being outside the box Mm -hmm. that yeah we're told to go to college choose a job go do that 40 hours a week come home clock in clock out 
there is nothing wrong with that. Right. But we've got to be okay with saying that it's okay for it to look different than that. Um, what's, there's a book that talks about that the average millionaire has seven streams of income. Oh, so I'm, I'm not, not a reader, but maybe I need to read I'm it. I'm not a millionaire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't really have seven right now. Yeah. But, um, but there's something to be said for that. And again, mm-hmm. not that being a millionaire is anybody's life goal. Maybe it is. I don't know. It wouldn't be bad. Hey, I'll but, split it with you. But there has to be as much acceptance for the eight to five as there is on the entrepreneurial. And even mm-hmm. entrepreneur sometimes doesn't mean multiple streams. I mean, a dentist is an entrepreneur. They own right. their own dental practice. You know, it's just, I think as, as this generation evolves, the one that's, I mean, even tech and trade schools are such a thing right now. Like college isn't necessarily being pushed like it was mm-hmm. when we were graduating. Mm-hmm. There just needs to be a little bit more open mind of like asking people, what makes you happy? What gets you out of the bed in the morning? And for you, it just happens to be service. Mm-hmm. And, um, and just encouraging people that if it looks different, doesn't make it bad. Right. And don't be jealous. Just figure out like how can I how can I help you in that? How can I promote you? How can I you know, and that what's that thing on those reels or TikToks? I don't have TikTok, but it talks about um the best way to support your friend is to buy what they're selling or to participate in what they're doing, like their posts, share their posts. And so that's what I'm asking everybody today. Like if you've got a friend that is doing something outside of the box, they need you to be the friend that buys what they're selling, that participates in the event that buys the ticket, that shares, who likes. And let me just, secret, like the little thumbs up like does not help the algorithm. <laughs> the heart and the wow and the We're care. Need a comment. <laughs> yeah, a comment. We're going to need a comment. And some shares, like that really helps yeah. the algorithm. That costs nothing. Right. You know, um, your entrepreneurial friends, it, it's a different, it's a different um, game altogether. Mm-hmm. So, but thank you for being vulnerable. Well, thanks for having me. And sharing with us. Share the love. Yeah, girl. Okay. So, thanks. All right. We sort of ended a little abruptly there because it was funny as I'm looking down at a recording and I'm seeing that we're past 30 minutes and I'm thinking, gosh, some people's attention span, including mine, doesn't really go past 30 minutes. But Rebecca and I could have sat there and talked for another two hours. I mean, that's kind of sometimes what happens when we're walking around the neighborhood together. We just kind of get off on a topic and we just speak truth to each other. We call each other out on mistruths. And that could have gone on forever and ever. So we just kind of ended up stopping it. But what I'm hoping you heard in that conversation is there's no one right path. There's no one right way to do your job. Sure, ours might look like entrepreneurship. Yours might look like an eight to five. Yours might look like going back to school, getting a new certification or licensure. There's no one right way. It's just what are you trying to do with your life like what uh, what did Rebecca say she said you know what are you doing it how are you doing it who are you doing it for you've got to answer those questions for yourself but what I hope you see is that there is enough out there okay we do not live in a place of scarcity where you you cannot copy what somebody else is doing now yes put your own spin on it don't do it exactly like your friend is doing or exactly how you saw somebody else online do it do it your way but if you want to sell clothes sell clothes if you want to be a nurse be a nurse if you want to start a new whatever it is don't be afraid of that thinking that there's not a customer out there for you because there is nobody else can do what you do the way you do it so I just want to encourage you think outside the box get out of the box that you put yourself in get outside of that and make some things happen so until next time keep the honey flowing